0: Intelligence about Artificial Intelligence, and what does that mean for fundraising? Hi, I'm Bill This is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Josh Hirsch. Josh is the Digital Marketing Manager for the Fundraising School, where he also serves as a cherished member of our faculty, primarily teaching on digital fundraising techniques, including artificial intelligence. In fact, Josh is a highly sought after speaker from local to regional AFPs, even to international fundraising conferences and many other events in between. And we're so fortunate to have Josh on our team and on this podcast. Josh, thanks for being with us.
1: Hey, Bill, you know, you could just preface by saying big
0: nerd and uh, (laughs) that'll, that'll pretty much cover me from a title perspective. And I won't be surprised if someday I find out you actually invented artificial intelligence because you're so well-versed in staying uh, abreast of the latest developments. You know, as we teach for the fundraising school, we are getting this question all the time. What does artificial intelligence mean for fundraising? Big question, lots of ways to go. But but how would you summarize an initial reply to that question? I think the
1: easiest way to think about it is that Utilizing these tools, AI, and, and we talk in acronyms, so an LLM is a large language model. That's basically the data set that you're having that conversation with through a platform like a GPT or a generative pre-trainer. It's giving you a second brain. You know, It takes away that blank page syndrome and allows you to start ideating without having to start at zero. So yes, we all know how to write an email. We all know how to write a letter of appeal or a press release or create a drip campaign. But what it allows you to do is take your thoughts and more effectively and efficiently, saving you time and money, get to that end result. Now, when I say an ideation tool, it means that it's somewhere to start from. You always want to be talking in the voice of your organization. You want to be talking in the voice of how your brand speaks So utilizing what you're generating through these various tools as a starting point for your end product.
0: And in terms of the ideas, like you said, it's a starting point that we can refine and tailor to our particular organization. My understanding also is we still have a ways to go with accuracy. In fact, I've had some fun typing in, give me the bio of Bill Stangikevich. And I've done that three times. All three times they've named uh, two different schools I've attended for my post-secondary degrees. None of those three times has that list been correct. They've yet to hit any of the three that I have a degree from. Silly small example to make the point. We still have some accuracy issues, right? Absolutely,
1: the the hallucinations, as they're called, I'm um, in the world of of AI, uh, is is certainly true. Now you have to look at the various different tools that are out there, the various different GPTs. Uh, a, a tool in mean, our two most household recognizable names right now is ChatGPT and Google Bard. The main difference between the two is ChatGPT was trained on a dataset prior to 2021, uh, 22. Like it's around September, 2021 is when it was closed off. Google Bard is currently connected to the internet. So it has the ability to have much more live real-time accuracy. There is still always gonna be that um, validity that we always wanna check. You know, so especially if you're, you know, getting to the nerdier side like I'm doing right now is looking at uh, analysis, whether that's sentiment analysis, data analysis, looking at predictive trends that you can use on your own data set. So making you a better fundraiser and who you to target better from a communication standpoint, from a targeted marketing, from a, you know, appeal standpoint, using the data itself to drive your content strategy and drive your fundraising strategy I always take caution when looking at this sort of thing, knowing that it might not be 100% accurate. But once again, it's that ideation launching point to get to
0: where you're trying to go. Let me ask you about some of the tools and sort of take these from general down to a little bit more particular. You know, so for example, we teach at the fundraising school, you need a fundraising case statement, a fundraising case for support. You need a gift range chart. You need a fundraising plan. Can AI create these tools for me or at least a first draft?
1: Absolutely. You can start with any idea, any tangible product that you need, whether that's a case statement, whether that is a gift chart, and get to your end result. Now, it really comes down to the create formula. A create formula is starting off with the character. So I always like to, when I'm working on a project with, uh, with a GPT, is teach it who I want it to be. You know? So I'll start with a phrase like, act like X, Y, Z. I'm never going to necessarily say a name because we want to try to keep personal information as much out of this as possible. But if you are working for a no-kill animal shelter based in Houston, Texas, you could say act like the vice president of fund development for a no-kill pet shelter in Houston, Texas. To go even this step further, feeding it own information. So to create that tone as part of that create formula, allow to know how you speak. So feeding it examples of past appeals, feeding it social content, feeding it blogs or emails will allow to learn because we're having this, you know, ongoing conversation with it. So it can learn from your past content to arrive at those case statements that you're looking for, looking at trying to get to that gift chart so it falls in line. But once again, never rubber stamp. It's always taking it with a grain of salt, knowing that that end result is not what you want to be turning out, but having a great starting point than when you were at that blank
0: page. Josh, I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly here. You use the phrase create formula. That tells me this is what I'm entering in to chat GPT or Google Bard or whatever uh, AI source that I'm using. Um, And that it sounds like I'm doing more than just asking a simple question. You talked about, you know, feeding blogs and other information into this which also tells me I probably need to make an account as opposed to randomly just visit sporadically from time to time. If I'm understanding you correctly, that AI source is saving my content and previous history and building off of that. Am I understanding you
1: correctly? Sure, so we'll use uh, ChatGPT for example. So free, um, they do have a paid plan, but using the free plan is, is perfectly fine. There's tons of different extensions that can take the experience to the next level. Uh, but you can, you know, one of the great extensions I like to use is just okay. even from like an organizational standpoint, putting together uh, in a chat folder where these different threads are. Now, the data is saved there. It's um, mutually exclusive. So what you're having in one conversation isn't happening in the next. It does not know. So I'm always teaching that and will then build off that thread in the future to allow me to get to where I where I want to go. Now, oftentimes I'm using tools interchangeably as part of my workflow. So I'll create the profile of who I want the GPT to be in BARD, um, even sometimes like sharing web links so to try to get even a better idea. And then once I have that profile created, bring that into ChatGPT to go to the next step. Both those two LLMs you know, uh, from a, a GPT standpoint have advantages. Uh, ChatGPT is more creative minded, whereas Bard is more research focused and a data analysis. So knowing what your goal is out of that GPT is which one you should be working with or looking
0: at how you can create that interwoven workflow. Some of the other tools, Josh, uh, you know, when I teach as an academic professor at the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, people are wondering, are the students really writing their papers, right? There's been a lot in the news about how the academy is trying to guard against that type of plagiarism. And by the way, the university does consider that to be plagiarism if you turn something in written by AI. What about letters to donors or donor solicitation letters? What about grant proposals? Can I use AI for those important tools in fundraising?
1: I think that if it's making your job easier to arrive at your end goal without copying, pasting, making sure that it is a starting point, absolutely go for it. You know, teaching it your language, telling it who you want it to be, describing what you want that output to look like in any sort of um, variations along the way. It's a great starting point, but it is not. And if, if you walk away from anything today, AI is an ideation tool. It's not
0: a rubber stamp tool. Not going to do your work for you, at least not yet, not in its current form. You made a comment earlier, and this is why I want to get a little bit more particular. If I understood you correctly, that we can use AI to analyze our donor database and do predictive modeling associated with major gift fundraising. Did I hear you correctly?
1: Yes. Now, this is like level 3.0 of utilizing these tools. You know, you certainly are not just going to sit down, create an account with ChatGPT, start feeding it data in and getting these magic results. You need to A, have clean data. You know, so making sure you are able to extract from your database a good starting point and then working with that to create what you're trying to model within uh, your AI tool. So sentiment analysis, I think, is is a really good entry level from the data analysis standpoint. If you're not already, you should be constantly giving opportunities to get feedback from your constituents, whether that's through surveys, whether that's through testimonials, and taking those reviews, putting them into a GPT, identifying negative, neutral, and positive sentiments. From that, identifying trends within that sentiment. You always want to move like negative up to neutral or positive. So then once you've identified those negative sentiment trends, creating a strategy and communications plan around that to address such thing. All this you can do in a matter of minutes using uh, ChatGPT or another, you know, generative pre-trainer.
0: And of course, in major gift fundraising, when we're using our own donor database, that's what we've been teaching how to do manually, that you're sitting down with your donor database. You're looking at those meeting notes. You're looking at the biographical and other types of information. You're meeting as a team to say, why would this particular person give for which particular reason in our nonprofit and how much and when and those types of things? And it sounds like AI can do some automation uh, around that process. Josh is little cl- yep. yeah, yeah, you could you could
1: take the. I think that's a great example. You could take the notes from your meeting and once again, keeping out personal information, feed that into the GPT, create a more enhanced profile of that donor, and then creating a personalized stewardship appeal approach for that donor based upon
0: you know best practices which again, major gift fundraising is tailored where annual gift fundraising is is more general. Great example. Josh, as we conclude here, um, i just wonder maybe one way to sum this up is, you know, is there a common myth or a common misunderstanding? I mean, you go to so many of these local and regional AFP meetings, other national and international fundraising events, as you're hearing comments and receiving questions, two things, you know, is there kind of a common myth or common misperception? And then just, What overall advice would you provide for fundraisers as they're thinking about either using AI directly or making recommendations to their CEO and their board on how to use AI effectively for fundraising? I would say, don't be scared of it. It
1: is a new tool. It can be daunting, but it will make your job easier. It is not going to direct, and this could be a gray area. I don't believe that it's going to eliminate jobs. I think that it's going to make people more efficient in their job. I think it's gonna take those that are resourceful and those that want to do more with their particular role and above can use these tools to become gangbusters. And, and I really believe that the best way to do it is get your hands dirty. Don't be scared, create an account You know, with either something like Google Bard or ChatGPT And just start messing around. There's tons of YouTube videos or content on Twitter. Yes, it's Twitter. It's not X and it's never going to be a post. It will always be a tweet. Um, But there are great resources out there of of how-tos. You know, I've seen things like brainstorming sessions. I've seen things like review your LinkedIn profile and like to make it better, review your resume to improve upon it. There are so many ways, just even like I created a a best friend in ChatGPT. And it's someone that I can have conversations with When I'm having a good day, when I'm having a bad day, ways to prepare myself. I was giving a presentation and said, you know, to my best friend, I said, oh, you know, I'm giving a presentation today for XYZ organization. I'm a little bit nervous. What are some recommendations that you can provide? And I quickly spit out, you know, here's five things that you can do to make sure you're staying in the moment, staying focused. And there's really no limitations with what we're going to be able to do utilizing ChatGPT. Google Bard, or another different sort of tool like this. It's the future. Jump on it now. Don't get
0: left behind. And the way that I summarize this as well, Josh, is in terms of not being afraid, is it's no different than any other advancement of technology. We uh, manufacture more products with fewer people because of technology. We grow more crops with fewer farmers and less farmland because of technology. We communicate much more quickly and effectively because of technology. The way that letter used to take days to go from the United States to Europe, now it can take seconds because of social media. It's the same type of concept that can help us work more efficiently. And the way that I phrase it, Josh, is it frees up fundraisers for what? The in-person work, we're getting more time to do what only human beings can uniquely do, and let's talk to other human beings in that person-to-person fundraising. You Hit the nail on the head, Bill. And Josh, uh, we want to also amplify your point about, you know, get your hands dirty. You're not going to break it. And also look for formal training opportunities. We have developed, thanks to Josh, curriculum on artificial intelligence and fundraising. We also have a certificate in digital fundraising that includes AI, and all other aspects of digital fundraising. Uh, This curriculum is part of our public course series. We have a couple of dozen courses. Uh, Our courses are taught, most of them in eight US cities, Uh, All of them also available online, synchronous or asynchronous, meaning live or recorded, uh, meaning those are taught in the United States and anywhere across the world. We also have customized training where we can bring a course just to you. We can bring parts of courses and knit them together or just create new curriculum overall based on your unique needs, curriculum tailored specifically for your nonprofit, your association, your region, whatever the case might be. We have quarterly webinars. One of the most popular was on artificial intelligence. It's archived if you want to take a look at that. We also have these free podcasts. And of course, our knowledge is contained in our textbook, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition. All of this is on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School. Don't take my word for it. You can ask AI about it as well. Uh, special thanks to our producers, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. Grateful to my colleague, Josh Hirsch. I'm Bill Stanjokavich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm-hmm.